everyone. This is Rochelle Denae-Poth back with another episode of what has become my Thrive in EDU podcast. If you are just joining in for the first time, I invite you to go back and listen to my prior episodes where I talked about topics such as student engagement, um, some tips for self-care for educators or for anybody, the importance of mentoring, and then most recently, artificial intelligence and what that means for education and just for the future in general, whether it comes to what our role is as educators, uh, what we can help our students to do to prepare for the future for work uh, or anything in between. So with that in mind, I thought today I would just talk about something else that I learned last year when I was doing research, and that is the gig economy. Um, when I first heard the term gig economy, I really wasn't too sure what it referred to when both words were used together. Now, separately, I can define gig and economy, but I wasn't sure what that meant and what it meant for the future of work or future of learning and how we could prepare our students. So it basically comes down to when students or um, you know people who are out in work today have work that they do, but it's done in more of a sense of like a gig. So when you think of a band and a band has different gigs set up, that is kind of the same line of thinking that happens with a gig economy. And so Whenever I heard a few examples, I thought, oh, I totally get it now. One of them, I remember hearing the Airbnb a few years back, and I had no idea what that meant at all, and heard friends talking about how they had arranged an Airbnb. And so something like that is an example of a gig economy. So how does a gig economy work? Well, it is employment that is for something that is more temporary, uh, if you think of things like Uber, which is something else I also didn't understand a few years ago, but those types of jobs where they're temporary, they're not reporting at the same time each day. A lot of times it's somebody who's working independently, like an independent contract contractor. And those are the types of jobs that we're seeing growth in, in terms of the world today. And probably as it's being pre predicted, will continue to grow. Um, there are some fascinating numbers that I came across whenever I did some research, and granted, this is about a year and a half ago, but I remember thinking, wow, that is a lot of people. And in 2015, there were about 54 million people who were working as freelancers, and surprisingly or not, depending on how you take this one, they were earning an estimate of about 17% more than full-time employees. And so looking at the past practice, the current statistics, they were predicting that each year that was going to continue to grow. And so I did some quick math. I remember when I did this and I thought, well, by the year 2020, based on those numbers, I figured that might increase to about 43%. And so if we look ahead to you know, 2030, doing some more math, that means it's going to continue to rise and maybe it's going to go even beyond that to like 60% or higher. So thinking about our students who are currently in kindergarten and the year that they graduate, which is far off or so it seems, we still have to prepare them for their future. And if we are thinking about things that might not be the traditional paths that we've had and we might be moving more towards things like the gig economy and preparing students for jobs to work as freelancers, what can we do to start preparing them now? Of course, we have to look at the research and look at the st statistics and look at the trends and think about that, I believe, on a daily basis and reflect on what we're doing in our classrooms to prepare our students. Now, for me, 
as a person who teaches Spanish and STEAM, I have a lot of opportunities where I can bring in different technology skills and use digital tools and facilitate a lot of interactions in my classroom for students to collaborate, to build communication skills, to build confidence. We can even have them work on, you know, becoming entrepreneurs with designing products and things for, uh, you know, exchanging with other countries that we're studying. So there is a lot of potential. But how can we all kind of together come to an understanding of like, what are some ways that are really good for helping our students prepare, whether they decide to go into freelance work later on to start their own company and become an entrepreneur or anything in between. And if this trend does continue, then what are our our schools going to be doing with students? Will we continue to encourage students to seek a college degree or look for some, you know, CTE or some other type of training that will prepare them for the future? Now, I know in a lot of schools uh, locally and then even just in reading, there are schools who have courses focused on things like, you know, becoming an entrepreneur. My own school, one of our business teachers saw this need a few years ago and designed some courses to help students with these areas. And I remember being so impressed with the sports and entertainment management course because students were working together on a project. They had a team, they had roles, they were designing um, clothing with duct tape and they were arranging for different activities within the school and also within the community large scale events. And so I thought that was pretty awesome for them to do because within each of those tasks, they had roles. There was a project manager, there were committee chairs, they had social media and advertising. And it was just a really, truly authentic way and really relevant for them to get engaged in those types of learning experiences. So what do we do in terms of preparation? Well, sometimes students decide to go beyond high school and pursue a college degree and to get their master's degree and to even go beyond that. And sometimes students enter the military or they enter the workforce or sometimes they take a gap year. But what I've seen is there has been a growing trend of students who are crafting their own careers and not being dependent on a a specific employer to do this, but rather creating a professional path based more on their personal interests. And I do have some several former, I do have some former students who have done this. I also have some friends who know people who have created their own businesses and might have just started with like a quick idea. And now after years of working on it and going back and forth and reflecting, they've grown these amazing businesses. And so students chose these paths because they had that chance to pursue a personal interest, whether through electives or it just so happened there was an activity in the school that kind of caught their interest. But these are the types of experiences that I think will best serve our students in the future. So what can we do together to help our students? Well, I think whenever we provide opportunities for them to communicate, to collaborate, to critically think about something, uh, to be creative and, you know, work together and explore things. So some of the things that come to mind are project-based learning, which I've done in my own classroom. Other things might be genius hour. Uh, We talk about place-based learning, service-based learning, experiential learning. There are all of these different types of experiences that become more authentic for students, more meaningful because it connects them to the real world. They can come up with their own ideas, explore their passions and their interests, and kind of build from that. Um, You never know where life will lead you. You might think, nope, I have no interest in that whatsoever. And next thing you know, a couple of years down the road, here you are working in something that you thought you weren't even interested in to begin with. So I think the best thing that we can do 
is support students in setting goals, help them to develop skills to self-assess, um, engage in more work that's independent, but also provide opportunities for them to collaborate together. Time management, another big thing that we need to work on as well, because if they do tend to gravitate towards working independently, become an entrepreneur, they won't have somebody holding them accountable. They have to be accountable for themselves. So whenever we provide all of these different opportunities, I think that we will help them to become successful regardless of what they ultimately decide to do in the future. And that might mean full-time employment. It might mean working in a gig economy or continuing education or whatever it is. But the end result will be they will be best prepared for what will probably and most likely be a constantly changing and ever-evolving workplace. So those are just a few of my ideas for today. I thank you for listening, and I can't guarantee what the next topic will be on the podcast, but usually it's something that either comes to mind or something I've been looking into. So thanks again for listening, and I will catch you next time. Uh-huh.